What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Lost Lifting Talk. Today's episode is going to be on the three biggest training mistakes that I see a lot of people make and they're the mistakes that a lot of clients that I work with are making before we begin together. So if you are somebody who is training consistently, yet you're not seeing the results from your training that you want to in terms of building some lean muscle tissue, dropping some body fat, creating more definition in your physique, this podcast is going to be greatly beneficial to you. And I'm going to give you three tangible steps to implement into your training starting now to actually start seeing the results that it is that you want to start seeing. But before we get into the episode, I have one announcement that I want to make, and this announcement is going to be towards coaches. If you are a coach who listens to my content, who resonates, who likes the brand Lost and Lifting that I personally represent, I am at a point in my business to where I am ready to start building a team, meaning I'm ready to start bringing on coaches to work with me and represent the Lost and Lifting brand. And this is something that I am super excited to start implementing and super excited to announce because I've been working at this business and on this brand by myself for a good amount of time now. It's been since 2016 and I've always had a goal of reaching a point to where I'm too busy to continue working with everybody on my own. Now, this doesn't mean that if you apply for coaching that you're not going to get to work with me. I'll still be taking on clients. I'll still be working with clients, but I'm going to start building out a team so that I have other coaches underneath of the brand that will start working with clients as well. So if you are a coach, if you are somebody that's looking to become a part of a team, if you've coached already in the past. I'm not looking to work with beginner coaches who have never worked with anybody before, but if you have some experience, if you worked with clients in the past, if you're looking to become a part of a team to build out Lost and Lifting with me and take on more clients with me, reach out to me. Let me know. My email is chaz at lostandlifting.com. Shoot me an email. Let's have a conversation. We can hop on a phone call, see if you'd be a good fit in the Lost and Lifting brand. So if that is you, if you're looking for an opportunity, if you're looking to work with more clients, please reach out, connect with me. Other than that, if you're not a coach, if you're just here for the tangible information and content, let's get into it. So the biggest reason that most people fail to see results inside of their training and create progress with their body composition is because they aren't progressing their training. That makes logical sense, right? If your training isn't progressing over time, how do you expect your body to be progressing over time? Because literally, for your body to change and adapt, you have to keep creating adaptions in terms of what you're doing, meaning you're getting better at your training, which is gonna force your body to improve and get better over time as well. But what a lot of people do, and I see this especially with a lot of females, and it happens with a lot of guys too, is you just go into the gym every single day and every single week thinking that you just need to crush your body. You need to get as sore as possible. You need to switch things up all the time to keep your body guessing Um, and just different things that aren't based on the principles that are actually going to force your body to progress in the long term. And so let's hop into what these three principles are that you should lay your progression systems on top of to ensure 
that you can progress and that your body is going to follow along and improve so that you are maximizing the amount of time that you're investing. Because at the end of the day, that's what we're all looking for, right? We're looking to get the most out of what we're doing each day. And if our efforts aren't creating the result that we want, well, what's the point of those efforts in the first place, right? So when it comes to your training program, the first thing that I would look at implementing and where many people go wrong is creating training blocks. Now, when I say training blocks, I just mean building out workouts each week that you are going to stick to for anywhere from a three to six, even all the way up to a 10-week period. And in these workouts, what you want to do each week, follow the same three to five workouts, that whatever they are, and then from there each week, you're going to look to progress those workouts. But what many people do is just go into the gym without a plan, without a set structure, and just do random workouts each day so you don't have anywhere to focus off of or to build off of from the previous week to ensure that you're progressing in terms of using a little bit more weight or adding a few more reps or adding a set or things like that to ensure that you're progressing over time. Now, this doesn't mean that you should follow the same workouts forever. That can get boring, right? It gets redundant. You don't want to go into the gym and just do the same things over and over and over forever. But with that said, it's important to have these shorter blocks that anywhere from a three to 10 week period. Ideally with my clients, I keep it at four week periods. I'll just follow the same workout program for a four week period. Then they'll get a new program from me after that four weeks is up. That's changed up slightly with new, new accessory, new isolation lifts just to keep things fun and, and keep things interesting. But at the same time, you don't want to be doing that every single workout. You want to keep those workouts relatively similar for that specified block and look at improving those workouts over time. And then once you get to the end of that block, that four to 10 week period, whatever it may be, then you can look at switching up your workouts and doing that over again, which leads me into point number two, which is setting up progression systems. And this is another point that you need to look at. How are you going to progress certain lifts? In my programming, how I like to progress lifts for clients is I like the main compound lifts of each day. I like to be adding weight to those lifts each and every week. On the accessory movements, I like to be adding weight and or reps inside of a particular rep range. So let's say we take an 8 to 10 rep range. We'd start at the bottom of that rep range and hit it for 8s. Then in the following weeks, we'll try to hit it for 9s. And the following week, we'll try to hit it for 10s. And then the following week, we'll add a little bit of weight and start back over at the bottom of that rep range and continue that cycle over. So that's more of a double progression model to where you're either adding reps or you're adding weight. It's just more self-auto-regulated depending on where you're at and where your strength levels are at in that particular week. So the main compound, always adding a little bit of weight the accessory movements, adding weight or reps, just depending on the week and where you're at in your rep range. And then the isolation movements is similar. Sometimes it can be adding weight or reps. Sometimes it'll be a finisher, a time finisher to where you're just adding time. Maybe it's an EDT where you have um, three exercises in a circuit that you just do continuously for a five to six minute period. And then the following week, you're doing it for a six to seven minute period. Following week, a seven to eight minute period. And we're just, we're just progressing over the amount of time that we're inside of that circuit for. Or maybe it is the double progression model. Or maybe we're just adding sets instead of doing two sets. We're doing three sets. We're doing four sets. Adding it in that fashion. The point here is simple. It's just that you need to make sure you have plans of progressions in for the different areas of your workouts. Now, in every single workout, it could be trying to add weight to everything that you're doing, but you're going to stall out at some point. So then it's going to need to look at maybe adding reps or weight. 
then maybe you'll sell out there. Maybe it's adding some sets. So just having a plan in place is what's most important. Don't just go in and hope that you're progressing. You should be tracking your workouts. And a great place to track your workouts that I like to use is an app called RepCount. I've been using that app for four or five years at this point. It's really convenient because you can put a workout in an entire day's worth of exercises. You can log everything. And then in the following week, when you come back to that workout, you can just simply copy and paste that workout to the new day. And it shows you everything that you hit in the week before so that you have that guideline so that you know what you need to progress to ensure that you are creating overload over time. That app's super Super convenient. If you don't, I do believe though, the only downfall with the app is it's only in the Apple store, the iTunes store. So if you use an Android, there is another app that's called Strong. I don't have a whole lot of experience with it, but I know that it is very similar and it could work as well. And if you're not going to use an app, if you don't like to use your phone while you're working out, you could even just use a logbook to where you are have a little journal or whatnot, a little notebook that you just record all of your workouts in. But it's super important to be recording so that you know what you need to do in the following week to ensure that you are creating the progress over time that you should be to ensure that your body is progressing. And point number three that I'm going to bring up here is adding in deloads. So you heard me talk about setting up workout blocks and then setting up progression systems inside of those workout blocks. Well, it's important to understand that as you're progressing your workouts over time, those workouts are going to get harder and harder and harder meaning your fatigue is going to build up over time as well. And as fatigue builds, it's important to understand that we need to manage that fatigue. You can't just always progress your body and expect yourself to never hit plateaus or to never run out of juice. So at this point is where, at the end of these workout blocks, is where you take generally somewhere around a week to deload. And when I say deload, I mean bringing down the workout volume dropping your weights inside of each exercise by anywhere from 20 to 50% or dropping the amount of sets or reps that you're doing by 20 to 50% and just taking a week to go back to focusing on form, focusing on getting better and more efficient at the movements to where the workouts aren't super hard. You shouldn't be sore after them because you're not having to progress. You're literally taking one step backwards to get rid of some of that fatigue, to let your body freshen up, just to build the skill of lifting with lighter weights so that as you come back in the following week, you can be fresh once again to start that progression system over in the new block of workouts that you're going to be doing. Now, I know this sounds weird. Why would I take one step back? But again, you have to understand you are building up your fatigue. You can't just continuously do more and more and more and more. Your nervous system builds fatigue. You get tired. You're going to feel ran down. People that end up overtraining, and I'm sure you've heard the term overtraining, is because they're not managing that fatigue properly and they're not adding in those deloads that are extremely necessary to ensure that as you start a new workout block, you're fresh to be able to create those progressions again. So if you're not deloading, you're going to run into plateaus faster. You're going to be more likely to get hurt because the more fatigue that you have, the more your nervous system is ran down, which is going to put you in a much greater spot to end up getting injured. And you're just going to be, you're not going to have as much energy. You're going to lose your motivation for training. The nice thing about doing deloads is It brings back some of that mental motivation to want to keep going. When you take a little bit of a week off and hit the brakes on what you're doing, it builds that motivation so that as you get back to it, you're hungrier. You want it more. And it just keeps you going for a longer period of time. It's almost like taking one step backward to continue taking two steps forward. And that's what this whole game is, right? It's 
it's not always going to be linear, meaning you're not always going to be able to make progress each and every week. You've got to manage all of these little things that affect your long-term progress. And fatigue is a huge one for that. So hopefully this short little episode gives you some tangible action. I made a post on this last week and I felt like doing a podcast on it too because I wanted just to be able to dive into it a little bit deeper to give you a better understanding of the why behind your training and what you should be focusing on most. So just to recap this episode, number one, you should be setting up training blocks. You should have three to 10 week periods where you're following the same workouts and you're progressing those workouts each and every week. Number two is have plans of progression systems in place. Are you going to be adding weight to particular exercises? Are you going to be adding reps to particular exercises? Are you going to be adding reps or weight to particular exercises? Are you going to be adding sets? Are you going to be adding time to circuits? What plan of progression do you have? And stick to that plan inside of your workouts. I would suggest doing different types of progressions for different exercises because it keeps it fun to have different ways of progress in terms of each exercise that you're doing in a workout because it gets redundant to always just be adding reps, just be adding weight, just be adding time, just be adding sets, whatever it may be. Switching that up and keeping it dynamic through a workout just keeps it fun and can keep you more engaged with what you're doing. And number three, have deloads. Take those week-long breaks to manage your fatigue, to fully recover, to make sure that you're not getting injured over the long haul to ensure that you can keep making progress forever. It's important to understand that this is a game of longevity. How long can you go? How long can you stay healthy? It's about just having the at-bats over and over. And if you're not managing that fatigue, you're ultimately probably going to end up either injured, really unmotivated due to really low low energy levels from being overtrained, and you're going to end up not sticking with it long-term. So taking care of your body is first and foremost. Hopefully this episode brought you some value. Again, if you are a coach, you are looking to become a part of a team, reach out to me. My email is chaz at lostandlifting.com. I appreciate you all. If you found value from this episode, I'd be super appreciative if you could take a screenshot, put it on your IG story and tag me in it so I can repost it and I'll send you a message personally thanking you for doing so. As well as if you had a little bit of extra time, I know I've said this a lot, but I would be extremely grateful if you could go down below and leave this podcast a review. Leave it a star review as well as a written review if you have a little bit of extra time, just because that's the only way for the podcast to be able to grow through the Apple, through iTunes. So I really do appreciate you guys. Hopefully you have an amazing day. I'll talk with you soon.